It's like good companies can be great companies when they focus on, on customer experience by building an experience around the customer, or in our case, the talent. And the, the concept of, of a flywheel is that you have these little wins that are all connected because you understand talent journey or under, uh, understand customer journey. And if you can nail those experiences, what we like to call the moments that matter at Bullhorn, you can create this idea of a flywheel effect. The, the, the concept of the flywheel is a little turn, a couple of them over time will create momentum to have this massive larger wheel go around faster and faster. And that's really the, the that's the, was the initial concept around our idea of the, the connected recruiting strategy and framework is that, you know, staffing firms need to start thinking about their business or their digital business and creating a new digital business model around talent and around the experience and building their own flywheel and understanding what matters most to the, the audiences that they're trying to attract and engage and nurture and it's 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 about candidate engagement, but it's all about it's also about those touch points and, and knowing what experience is going to propel the talent to that next step in the flywheel. This episode is brought to you by Kylo Partners. Kylo are your Bullhorn specialist and Bullhorn's first implementation partner. Our solutions have helped over 950 companies worldwide to streamline, automate, customize, and get more out of Bullhorn. Our products provide you with tremendous ROI, including Kylo Awesome Docs, the complete document management system right in Bullhorn, and the most powerful data management tool in the ecosystem, Kylo Data Tools. To learn more, visit kylopartners.com. This episode is brought to you by Leap Consulting Solutions. Our firm focuses on three areas of opportunity as it pertains to technology in our industry. First is expeditious acquisition of technology, helping you make quick decisions and good investments for the betterment of your organization. The second is business process change management and adoption. And then finally, evangelization of your new differentiators of your digital transformation. Call Leap Consulting Solutions today. What is happening, Rob? Lauren, we are recording this on the 11th, but we're going to air it on the 25th. So how was the wedding? Oh my I'm glad you asked. I'm excited the audio went away. That's how much excitement came out of it. That's how much excitement. No, my goodness. It was amazing. Like my heart, like to watch your kids be so happy, my heart was overflowing. And I definitely have post-event depression, which I talked about on LinkedIn today. I like, it was, it was like, like driving away, dropping your kids off at college. I just was like (laughs) the whole drive, the whole three hour drive home, just because I didn't want it to end. It's so cool to see your kids that happy. So it was wonderful. Thank you for moments. That's awesome. I'm a little upset. I didn't get an invite, but I don't want to fly to California (laughs) twice this year. So I'm also okay. But yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. And it looked like it was a very good wedding and the family looks good in green or at least. Yes. The, the Jones women look good in those green dresses. It was a good color, yes. good color yes. palette going on. For the photos, like the professional photos. I'm obsessed Always. already. Oh boy. Well, I have to look forward to that as your work <laughs> husband. Cool. Anyway, guys, we're super excited today. We have a former coworker, longtime colleague. I don't know what else to say about him, but- uh, He's a friend. He's the friend of the YOE yeah. family. 
he is a friend of the YOE family and I met him in 2018. Investor, and... investor in the YOE family. You might yes. have been, True, right. true statements, true thing. <laughs> anyway, if you couldn't guess, we have the product evangelist of talent experience at Bullhorn, Mr. Andre Maletti on. What's going on, Andre? Great seeing you guys. Lauren, as always, Rob, as usual. I appreciate that. Just so you guys know, I will refer to Andre as Dre once in a while, just like I refer to Lauren as LJ. I don't think anyone calls Andre Dre besides me, so just be mindful of that. Uh, he'll, be confused. he'll be very Everyone. confused if you address him that way. Very gritty. It's very gritty. Everyone He's from the mean streets Dre. of Cleveland. Guys, shit. I've Where never called you Dre. You can start now. Yeah, there you go. I have you in my phone as Andre 3000, though. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny, funny little story about my name, if we have time, because oh, it's, of it's a quickly. good one. Yes. So quickly, on my birth certificate, because I'm an immigrant son, right? My parents came over. And on my birth certificate, it was Andrea, which in Italian is the masculine form of Andre. So imagine being a pudgy little Italian kid going into grade school with your name, Andrea. And that was not fun. So I had oh. to get my name. <laughs> it didn't work out. So, and then sure enough, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre roll around in sixth grade and completely saved my life. All of a sudden, Andrea, Andre turned into Dre and then everything was cool after that. Yeah, there you see, you see, I'm on, I'm on brand here. You're All right. on you well, anyway, I just wanted to give that warning because sometimes I do that and I don't pay attention. So. Anyway, well, I'm glad to know other people called you Dre and that it ain't nothing but a Dre day baby. All right. So guys, we're here, we're here to talk about one of the newest parts of the grid family, which is Bullhorn's annual survey, which is the talent experience. And as the evangelist for talent experience, obviously Andre is going to have some opinions and gets, and is going to get to talk about this a lot. So it's actually really important by the way, because let's be honest, talent is not robust at this moment in the, in the ecosystem. So we are definitely looking for talent. So you want to and we need to know I, I love I'm obsessed with this because I I think it's been a long time coming. And so I yeah, I can't wait to dig in. Let's let's dive in. Yes, you want to frame the picture Andre like Yeah, you know. sure. So so of course a lot of this was the idea of doing the grid survey this year and having it focus on 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 surveying talent. A lot of it was born from the survey we did earlier in the year which was the um, the report focusing on staffing firms. And there was a resounding response. Their top priorities were talent acquisition, talent experience, and digital transformation. And it was the first time ever that finding or, or winning clients wasn't you know, a top three priority. And a lot of people would say that digital transformation is probably built around investing in tech stacks so that you can deliver a better candidate experience and talent experience. So without a doubt, it was the number one thing on staffing firms' minds and probably continues to be. So it was kind of nice to, you know, shed the spotlight on the talent to hear what they had to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it made sense. And I always like, I think automation and now this focus on connected recruiting is really important to improve the experience, but also to help you find talent. So it all kind of lies very nicely and creates this nice kind of what you always like to call the flywheel, which yeah. is really, really a HubSpot term, you know, for SaaS sales coming inbound or service sales, but it applies very neatly to attract talent, right? Or at least to get the flywheel going. 
Yeah. Jim Collins, he's an author. He wrote the book, Good to Great. He he popularized this concept of the flywheel. It's like good companies can be great companies when they focus on, on customer experience by building an experience around the customer, or in our case, the talent. And the, the concept of, fl- of a flywheel is that you have these little wins that are all connected because you understand talent journey or under, uh, understand customer journey. And if you can nail those experiences, what we like to call the moments that matter at Bullhorn, you can create this idea of a flywheel effect. The, the, the concept of the flywheel is a little turn, a couple of them over time will create momentum to have this massive larger wheel go around faster and faster. And that's really the, the that's the, was the initial concept around our idea of the, the connected recruiting strategy and framework is that you know, staffing firms need to start thinking about their business or their digital business and creating a new digital business model around talent and around the experience and building their own flywheel and understanding what matters most to the the audiences that they're trying to attract and engage and nurture. And it's 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 about candidate engagement, but it's all about it's also about those touch points and, and knowing what experience is going to propel the talent to that next step in the flywheel. Well, and let's be honest, talent is in control right now. It's been a long time, a long time coming, quite frankly, consumerization has entered in into the job market. Job seekers aren't thinking like job seekers. They're thinking like consumers. They want a similar experience. And it's our job to kind of tie all of these things together to help our listeners who are also, you know, agency owners figure out, okay, so what's my recruiters part in that? What, What's technology's part in that? There's a lot of moving pieces in that flywheel that I think overwhelm and can sometimes consume an agency. And then then the experience completely sort of implodes. And I think it's prioritizing these. So I, I would love to know from your perspective, like, and the grid survey is going to tell, tell us yeah. some of this, but What are the hot buttons? Like, where could we start first? If we just started with this low hanging fruit right here, we could make an impact. Yep. Yeah, I think think you started hitting on it, talking about the consumerization of employment. The big thing is the, the value system has changed with talent. And a lot of it is driven by changing changes in demographics, but also it's the fact that we've all experienced a different world of work and there's a, we're never going back to the, the old way. And, and we've been exposed to, you know, the technology first experience, first employment experiences, whether it's driven by gig or on demand or driven by our own employers saying, Hey, life has sucked for the last 20 years. Here's, here's a little better life here at work. Like right. that's, what's driving it. So the big one, and and I think it puts out this this quarterly essentially difficulty rating scale of like how hard is is it for for recruiters to 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 find and place talent and and this quarter was actually the 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 hardest ever uh, on record. It was a three point seven out of five, and that definitely ties back to the fact that the value system has changed. Is that talent? What used to be they used to care about stability. And, you know, peace of mind and pay rate, you know, like actually having those feelings. Now they care about speed and flexibility and choice and happiness, speed, flexibility, responsiveness. Like they're expecting the Instagram like experience in applying to a job 
whether it's temp or not, or engaging with a recruiter, or whether it's logging into their systems and seeing where they are in the process of what they have to do next. If it's not built like Snapchat or Twitter, you're going to lose now. And, and if we start diving into some of the data, I mean, I think 66, seven out of 10, most, most talent abandon a application or an onboarding process because the process was clunky or it took too long. And by the way, this was like, this was based on people that found opportunities when we, when we surveyed them, they were, they were surveyed on based on going after an ideal position. This wasn't like just a, yeah, I might do that. This was like, oh, this job would be perfect for me. I want this job. I can't wait to do this job. Oh, this process stinks. I'm out of here. Like, that's a crazy number. The fact that that is, it, it's, you know, 66, 70% rounding up. These are averages. We'll be, we'll be releasing the actual number shortly, but that's, that's, that's kind of crazy to hear from the industry. It was pretty alarming to me to see, I was, I, I was at Giggy. And so, you know, Barry did 30 some odd statistics regarding, you know, the talent and technology and, you know, this, this, this array of, of, of surveys that they had done. But what I found profound was the, that workers want flexibility. And it was the number one reason among those returning to traditional work is workplace flexibility. And um, over 83% are have this as their number one consideration for an employer is flexibility, whether it's work from home, you know, some, some sort of abroad program, whatever that is. 83%, that's a huge shift in the way that we typically think about how work should work or has worked traditionally. But when you think about 924 days of a pandemic, and then you think it takes 66 days on average to create a habit, we have 924 days of habits of being at home, being with our family, enjoying those around us, right? (laughs) And that's a lot of, of exposure to a life that people hadn't envisioned before. And it's totally turned our world upside down, I think. Uh, I mean, definitely. But I, I, you know, I was listening to Andre, and in my brain, I'm always thinking, going back to this, like, omni-channel, no right way, the application being too long. Like, do people want an app, or do they not want an app? And, like, you don't have to answer that, but I feel like, so I feel like I don't want to download it. I, I wouldn't want five apps on my phone to find work or find a gig job, right? So Right. I, I just use don't, 20% of our apps. Yeah, our I phone. don't know. I don't know what the right answer, like, you know, maybe there's a, whatever it is, it has to be quick and get, get the job done, I think is the, the moral, right? I don't know if we have a stat yet, but like, I don't know if we have the right answer yet, but I think that's a, a really interesting question, especially if people are going to be on the phone mostly, and then maybe a little bit of desktop, right? Or, or, um, you know, browser based. Um, right. How are you going to, how are you going to give them the responsiveness that they want from this survey without having omni-channel or, you know, be meeting them where they are, whether that's text message, chat bot, email, you have, you, to know, have options. you have to have options. You have to meet the consumer where they are. I think we're going to see a ton of changes as it pertains to how websites interact, you know, at, at how the, now there's the, the little you know, push notification bar at the top of websites. And there's some really interesting things happening to create candidate stickiness in this talent-starved market. So what I, I think I heard you say 
you know, where does, where does an agency begin? Where do they, where, where do they start prioritizing how we're going to attract the right candidates? Where do we, where do we begin? What I think I heard you say is concentrate on creating a streamlined, easy process. Is that what I heard? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely one of them. I think, I think you need to start what, let's shed light on each, well, each customer is going to be different. Their, their tech stack is going to be different. Their, even their audience might be well, different. Well, their audience and, is different, the, right? Yeah. 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 So it's dependent sure. on. Sure. So, so if you shed light on, on, and actually look at some analytics into, you know, each, each individual organization's flywheel, I think the, the answers are going to be different. I mean, I'm looking at a stat right now says that one out of three talent surveyed in this in this study, which was, by the way, 2000, and it was global, mostly Western Europe and North America. But one out of three said responsiveness declined once an assignment began, you know, and one out of three said that the recruiters matched them with a job that weren't fit. And one out of three said that the recruiter wasn't proactive about opportunities once one fell through. I mean, like, this is basic staffing, blocking, and tackling guys. Like this isn't like, let's create a one-click application. Yes, you need to do that. Yes, you need to think about, you know, what is the right touch points and the right digital upfront? How do you attract and engage? But like, this is like the basic stuff. And I know one out of three doesn't sound that bad, but start putting zeros across that number. Oh, that's terrible. It's terrible. bad, right? (laughs) That's really bad. And I, I mean, I think it's startling to me that... What startles me is we have been investing in technology over the course of the last few years. All of this technology is supposed to provide the recruiter with more time to do these quality activities. And I consider, you know, matching or submitting the act of submitting as, you know, that's a quality measure. If you're going to submit somebody, you've reviewed, you've talked, you've validated, you've done all of these things. And so it is it is kind of back to basics. So when I, I I completely oversimplified when I said start with a good process, but by God, start with a good process. Make sure you have the fundamentals like understanding what a good submittal looks like and how it works, understanding that it is not a one-to-one when you're submitting a candidate. If you are submitting one-to-one, meaning one opportunity to one candidate, you are missing out. You should be sending that one candidate to four other opportunities. And if you're not, you're not creating that competitive friction within your own organization. And it's a missed opportunity in my mind. So I think you're 100% right. It is fundamentals. Get your blocking and tackling. I what is, That's football, right? Football. Okay. Yeah, I got you. See, Rob, I did it. <laughs> blocking and tackling. Blocking and tackling. Get that down. Get your fundamentals down because that's where it begins. I'm really, really excited that you have used a football reference at I some did. point in, your, in, in this episode. All right. You know what else it brings up to mind? It's like you're going to get most of your business from repeat customers, but I feel like recruiters a lot of time don't have that mindset. They're constantly like shiny new object or new role, new candidate, new application. Like they just want to talk to the new and they don't take a lot of value or maybe they have the wrong incentives from metrics or KPIs based on new. And this is like a different conversation. So I'm just, I'm throwing a lot of like different things out for staffing companies to think about. We don't, again, we don't have the answer, but like, what are we incentivizing to not focus on increasing opportunity with your current customers, the folks who want to work with you. And I feel like on the, 
on the sales side of this, like getting job opportunities, we're really great at getting wide with your current customers. And we could mm -hmm. maybe find out, you know, some statistics, like from my personal observation and Lauren, you were in the business too. We're mm -hmm. not so good at getting wide with like your current candidates that you're working with. And maybe it's just a mindset, mindset shift, but also maybe KPI shift as well. So anyway, just 100%. food for thought. If you, if, if I implore every agency, every leader who's listening, if you add one question to the end of your conversation with a candidate or customer, you will change the trajectory of your recruiting and sales organization. And that is, who else do you know? Who else do you know within the organization that could use this person that's ending an X and Y department? so that you can maintain your revenue and expand a well-performing candidate into another department. Or, hey, Mr. Customer, who else do you know that could gain value from my great recruiting? And then in turn, asking every single freaking candidate, every time you talk to them, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, who else do you know? If you just added that one question to every single conversation, you would change the trajectory of your organization. I'm I had a very successful region changing some of those behaviors. It's the little things. It's the basics. So, yeah. So Andre, any, any, I know we kind of talked about communication yeah. preferences or, you know, the, really so, the talent being in charge. So any final thoughts or kind of yeah i mean i i, I want to go back to talking about the consumerization of employment and work is a commodity now right there is there isn't really a massive anyone no can get any job yeah, yeah anyone can get any job anytime anywhere it's just you know just like buying household items right I, you can go to the store and you can select one of a hundred different brands and how are you choosing that brand i was kind of shocked at the number oh, yeah. Top five reasons talent choose to work with a specific firm, 23% of the time, they chose it based on reputation, not based on how much money they were going to make or, you know, whether it was the right job fit because, because it's commoditized and they know they might or might not be there. And it's not like a massive investment. All I had to do was do a couple of clicks. A lot of those clicks are going to be around what other people think and how other people have have had similar experiences, positive or negative with that firm, that's driving someone's decision to work with somebody or not. You know, like in the past, that would have been maybe one of the drivers, but not one of the top five. And that's just similar to, you know, in any, in any consumerized industry where the actual product has been commoditized, it's these, it's these supplemental things, right? These things around, this is why experience matters because how do you get a good reputation? You deliver good experiences. People are happy. They come back, they write reviews. You can start seeing the flywheel take, take effect. And uh, man, what was the, the last one I wanted to talk about was advice, right? Let me pull up the number because I think it's, it's important, right? The greatest value recruiters add to the experience, top five reasons, 28% finding the right jobs, 12% securing interview and opportunities. Like those used to be a lot higher. Now they're coming down. What did we see start coming into the mix? Providing advice and expertise. If you have recruiters that are actually building relationships and not just trying to access a talent pool, if they're actually trying to build a talent community, they're going to start developing different uh, different value sets that they can put back towards their 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 community and providing advice and expertise upskilling these are all things that are going to start becoming more and more important to talent and they already are they're showing up in our data now yeah I, I think 
one of the things interesting was, you know, one out of six temp workers says they work, they work with online talent platforms, right? But, you know, 53% about approximately say that they will work with them in the future. They plan on working with them in the future. So you have to be, you know, you have to be there. And then I thought the stats on upskilling, right? How many were interested in upskilling? Something like nine out of 10 workers in each vertical expressed interest yeah. in upskilling, reskilling, or re-educate like you know a different form of education like, so they're like the stats are there backing up exactly what you just said so. yeah if you can get a job anywhere today what is the value of working with a human or a staffing firm that whose job is employment yeah. like what's the where's there going to be the value at it's going to be in those things yeah. around like imagine the conversation you can have with a talent a week before their assignment ends hey joe how's it going i see it's coming up on a week here Hey, I got a perfect job for you. It's it's three weeks from now, and I can actually make you ten dollars an hour more. Except I would love it if you took these. If, if we can get you into these programs because you need these certifications, are you interested in doing it? Like that's the type of career advice and actually becoming more of a, you know, a teammate and, a, and a, an agent of the talent as opposed to just simply, you know, I'm thinking switchboard. Right? People are just pulling and pushing well, those things being transactional. Oh, think, well, thinking yeah, about, I mean, yeah. There's Sorry. the filling and billing behavior, you know, just yeah. fill and bill, fill and bill, fill and bill. Shiny and, object. And, you know, a good redeployment practice should start 60 days prior to the end of the assignment, particularly in professional services. And I think I've shared this story before, but I did a, I, I ran a survey in my own backyard when I was having a, a, a hard time with, you know, preemptive falloffs. And, um, you know, I lost out on an average of 31 days of revenue when we didn't check in with a candidate, you know, 60 days beforehand. Then you see the improvement afterwards when you have a good experience. You create, we called it something, we named it the career forward. We put effort and time and energy into a careful, thought out experience for that whole redeployment program. And and again, I think it just goes to goes to demonstrate that, you know, where we put where our energy is where we get the result. And we have to put our energy into creating a meaningful experience with the new time that we have created with automation and all of the other things. We have to be putting that extra energy into revenue generating activity and let's call it revenue preservation because preserving those relationships, that is also a part of revenue generation. Yep. So Andre? We greatly appreciate it. Anything else that you thought was fascinating before we wrap here? Let's save it for the report. I think we hit on a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, guys, we will be at Staffing World presenting. And so, and if you are, if you want to chat with Bullhorn or Andre, because he will be at Staffing World as well when this comes out. Trey, what booth are you at? There it was. Five oh something. Yeah, it was five something. Chances are I'll be at the craps tables though. So okay. you can well, see it is either in Vegas. place. 501. 501. 501. Like All your right. Levi 501. And then Lauren and I are talking about building tech stacks at Staffing World. And ours is on Thursday at 4.15. I will correct mm -hmm. that if it's not correct. No, awesome. And we have a pretty good panel as well. So Andre, always a pleasure. I appreciate it. I love when you yeah. get to, I love when you wear a collar and a sweater over it and talk about numbers. So. Yeah, to, there is nothing better than stats in our world. So we appreciate you bringing all of this good, good and to our listeners, right? You know, we, we love a good recap, create an experience.
that's the recap. Yeah. And, and think you about go. your communication strategy. Think about your attraction strategy. You're probably under communicating. What did we say it that they want to be reached out to once a once week. a week? Once yeah. They want to hear about jobs. We didn't say that. That's incredible. But that's like yeah. huge. Once a week, yeah. whether they're net new, like a newly engaged filling an application or in the process of being submitted to a role or they're already placed, they still want to know about new jobs once a week at about the same rate, which is just under 60%. So again, Andre, Lauren, thank you guys so much. I always love connecting with you, Dre, especially if yeah. we don't have to talk about deals, but uh, all right, guys, thanks. <laughs> thanks all. Bye. So signing off, this is Rob. And I'm Lauren. Now go do something good. Thanks guys.